Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Netalina, your host for the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to be here with you today with our guest, Elizabeth D'Alto. She is the CEO and the host of the popular Untamed the Wild Soul podcast and the Wild Soul Movement. Her mission is to work with women worldwide to redefine their womanhood and contribute to a new paradigm of culture where it is both safe and natural for women to love, trust, and accept themselves fully. She's been listed alongside Dr. Oz, Ellen, Jillian Michaels, Tim Ferriss, and more as the top 30 motivators. And she is here with us today to help motivate us to be our best selves and to really step forward as the woman that we are meant to be. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by... So excited. Thank you. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us about yourself and what you do? Sure. Um, I run a company called Wild Soul Movement, and basically I create all kinds of content, program, events, retreats, and exciting stuff uh, for women to really help them connect to themselves. You know, the podcast is all about reclaiming and redefining womanhood for the 21st century. Something I talk about all the time are things like how everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you. So we're really raised in a culture that wants us to seek all of our authority, all of our worth, and all of our value outside of ourselves. So everything I do is about really tapping into and realizing how all that stuff is inside of you and it's always been there and that it's not only ample inside, but it's super safe and it's super important that you tap into that stuff and be who you really came here to be and do what you really came here to do. Um, in terms of womanhood, also with our culture, you know, a lot of us as women kind of just function as lovelier versions of men because we're very highly trained in the masculine arts of life, meaning, you know, stand in line, follow the rules, compete, achieve, be competitive, um, all that, all that type of stuff. Um, rather than, or not even rather than, because it's not like they're in opposition, they super support each other, all those things. Plus, like the the feminine, exciting things that so many of us are not attuned to because we're just not taught, like our intuition or our body's unique language of the senses. Um, It's one of the reasons for um, my main core program is called Wild Soul Movement. I created a movement practice that's sensual movement. It's not about working out. It's about working in. So slow, sensual movement that also uses mantras and meditation, again, to create an experience, just like a short 20, 30 minute sessions where women could just like be with themselves, feel what they feel, let it come up in a safe way and acknowledge like what's really going on inside, what needs to be let go of and surrendered. How can they be more receptive, you know, tapping into their wild dreams and desires and realizing that you're super powerful creator of your own life. So it's, it sounds like a lot, but it all really connects is all really complimentary, all ties together. And people tend to find, you know, exactly what they need. That's why 
I have like a wide breadth and depth of things for people on this path. No, it's very exciting. And, it, you know, we're very excited to have you on the show and, and talk with you in more depth about it. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how did you kind of get into this world of working with women and, and womanhood and, you know, feminine versus masculinity? Cool. So far, like super important, like feminine versus masculine, but just like integrating the two is huge, mainly because it was my own path. It was just my own path. There's uh, something I've been shamed for in my life. It's being like too masculine or like um, intimidating, which, you know, when you have boundaries, when you are willing to like, stand up for yourself, use your voice and like not take people's crap as a woman, people will sometimes tell you you're being intimidating. And that's just because that's not how our culture prefers women to be, but there's nothing wrong with it. And so I really had a lot of my own healing to do around, you know, what does that look like? What is femininity? Because for me, not knowing anything about it growing up, I thought feminine meant like prissy, soft, dainty, and girly, which I never was. And I'm like, never really going to be. And so I had to study like feminine archetypes and be like, okay, there have to be other expressions of this. And I discovered that there's tons just like anything else. And so really figuring out how do I, how is my femininity expressed? How does it, what does it look like? And how does that work with, you know, all my masculine aspects to like really create this like integrated lifestyle. So it really just largely came out of need and my own desire of feeling really out of balance and also really not well informed about like my wholeness as a freaking person, you know? Um, I really enjoy the fact that you, you know, we're talking about this whole idea of people perceiving maybe a strong woman as being intimidating. I know that this is something that I've struggled with my whole life. Um, and it's always something that I've actually felt very ashamed of that. I don't want people to think I'm intimidating inside. I feel really loving. I'm warm. I want people to feel good when they're around me. And I always got this, you're scary, you're intimidating. Um, you know, for those women that are listening that can also kind of relate to you and I, in that sense, how do we deal with that? How do we, you know, really, uh, how do we get people to see us the way that we feel? Yeah. So, so there's two parts of it. Um, there's like your end of things and there's other people's ends of things. So on other people's end of things, someone who does not have boundaries, someone who is not confident, someone who is unsure of themselves, insecure, who doesn't have direction, who isn't ambitious. Um, those are the types of people that are going to find you intimidating if you are all of those things, right? Like when, if you are someone who says yes, when you mean yes and no, when you mean no, if you don't really care what other people think of you, if, if you are like all about your goals and dreams, if you're like on a mission and you're really, you know, you're, you're working hard and you're going for it all again, all the people who aren't, they're going to find that intimidating, not because of you, but because of it's really triggering what's going on inside of them. Like, um, I had a former partner who was really struggling in his business. Like he didn't know what he wanted to be doing. He was constantly unclear and he was just like, wasn't a person who was good at taking action. And for me, like, that's not me. I was always like hustling on it, like taking care of myself, had plenty of time for like doing everything I wanted to do and working in my business. My business was growing. I was building momentum and he would give me crap about like, like it was my fault that he couldn't get things done. Cause I was always working or something like that. It was so interesting, but like people will really project their insecurities onto you and intimidating is one of the ways in which they they'll, they'll label that. Um, so in one aspect, you just need to know that it's not true. Um, and in the other aspect, you know, this, if you actually are 
closed off, if you're defensive, if you have a lot of like needs to be right, if you feel like you constantly need to prove yourself or compete or be one of the boys and like that's the type of energy you bring, then yeah, you might get that feedback and it might be true. So does that make sense, Nada, like the two different two different sides of it, how sometimes it is yours and sometimes it's not? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad that you said all of that because I think that it's really important for us to understand that um, there are two sides to it and this whole idea yeah. of projection and and sometimes that can get into our head thinking that we've done something wrong or we need to change ourselves. And a lot of times women do do that. You know, I, I work with a lot of women as well in confidence and I constantly hear the same idea of, well, I don't want to be confident anymore because I'm told that I'm bitchy or I'm told that I'm stuck up. And it's, it's really, I think, something that we struggle with as women. And I'm glad that you're out there talking about it and making a change in women's lives. Yeah. And you know, there really is, I can't emphasize enough that point about like, uh, feeling like you have something to prove that really can shut people out sometimes because at what expense. Right. So that's something that I know. And again, a lot of women feel like they have to like man up in a way or present themselves differently than how they actually feel. Like there are ways to be assertive that are like really aligned with who you are as a person and what's in your heart without being overly aggressive or feeling like you need to like cut people down to get where you need to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. Um, you, you use the term, um, manly or, or being masculine earlier. And I, uh, you know, I, I find for myself that it's really important to have both, right. The feminine side and the masculine yeah. side. And I, and I think that there's times when you use one times when you use the other times when they come together and complement each other. And I, and I find that sometimes a lot of, um, women, are extreme on one or the other. They're either incredibly masculine or incredibly feminine. Um, how do we kind of bridge that gap in and find that balance within ourselves? Yeah. So it's just super, super important to understand like the difference, like the gifts of both. So here's, I'll give you a great, um, analogy that a friend of mine gave me once, which is that, you know, the masculine is like a riverbank, like it's the container. It's what contains the water, which is like the feminine. So the container is solid. It's strong. It's, it's linear. It has a set purpose. Like it's defined. The feminine or like the water, this is like inconsistent. Sometimes it's like raging. Sometimes it's soft and serene. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's hot. So where your masculine aspects support your feminine aspects is it contains, it provides the container and the safety for you to really go all out in things like your creative expression or the way you generate ideas or sometimes relaxing and nourishing yourself and doing yourself care. Um, you know, the structures and systems, if you have a business or even in your lifestyle, right? Even just running your household structures and systems and like guidelines that you can put into place that provide the container and the safety again, allows for things to be more spontaneous or inconsistent or flexible as life happens and as things come up. So those are, that's just like some basic languaging around it. So maybe it can make sense for people how, you know, we do need the linear aspects like the left brain stuff. And we do need the nonlinear aspects like the right brain stuff. And that's how they really support each other. And, and what are some, I guess, ways of identifying them within ourselves or, uh, you know, being able to say, Oh, right now this is my masculine side or this is, or I want to bring my feminine side out here. How do, how do we, I mean, I, it's a huge process and you know, it's your yeah. whole life really <laughs> that you're working on it. Um, but where I guess there's some starting points. Yeah. And I imagine the place that w these 
people would be in when they're asking these questions is if they're feeling like either stuck or stressed or like they're really forcing and pushing and having to exert so much effort to even just move the dial or get like a marginal result. Um, and so if someone's asking the question from that place, they might want to like ease up on the forcing and on the efforting and like figure out how can I be more receptive? How can I be more open? How can I like drop my walls a little bit? Maybe it's more like receiving some help, letting somebody else support you. Maybe it's about, you know, nourishing yourself, taking a break. Sometimes people think they need to like be hustling and working all the time. But if you're always in that like linear kind of like take big massive action space, um, you're not creating a lot of room for like new ideas to land or to be innovative or to be creative. So I think there needs to be room for rest and recharging and like, just like creating like a soft place to land for like new ideas or for possibilities that you hadn't considered before, or maybe to see that like, you know what, I really need to pivot or I need to make an adjustment here because this isn't actually working. So does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I like how you say, you know, take a, take a moment, pause, recharge, you know, sometimes a lot of times as women we're known for, you know, having this feeling of perfect, like having to be perfect all the time. And when we make a mistake, we can be very, very unforgiving. Um, and I, and I think that a lot of, yeah. And I think a lot of times that kind of gets in our way of even taking risk. I have to be perfect. It has to be done right. Um, what are some things that you can, you know, from your experience in working with women, how do we get over that like hump of, Oh, I have to be perfect and everything has to be cookie cutter. Right. Yeah. So this is super, I love this question so much. I love, um, Brene Brown describes perfectionism. I'll paraphrase it, but she talks about how it's like, it's so seductive, this idea that you could do everything just right so that no one could possibly judge you or criticize you. And it's just like impossible, no matter what you do, someone's always going to judge you. Someone's always going to criticize you. Someone's always going to disagree with you. So getting to the place of like where you love and accept yourself enough and trust yourself enough that you're totally willing to be misunderstood, misinterpreted, judged for people to project their stuff onto you. It's one thing. But another thing is, is really just the idea of sufficiency and sufficiency just means like enough, like that was enough, just the way it is. I think we're constantly in pursuit of like more, 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 bigger, better, stronger, and faster. And we don't really honor like the cycles and seasons of life. You know, even as a woman, like tuning in with your own, if you're a menstruating woman, tuning in with your own menstrual cycle and just learning to understand like what is the energy of each phase and what makes sense to be doing during each phase and what might be easier and more challenging for you during each phase. I'll I'll give you an example and I'll give you a great book recommendation. Uh, My friend Lisa Lister has two books. One is called Code Red and one is called Love Your Lady Landscape. If anyone like resonates with this point and would be really curious about their own cycles. And if you're not a menstruating woman, you could actually follow the moon cycle and be using that energy to kind of help you out in a way, because it's basically, so for example, when I am on my bleed time, my energy is going to be the lowest at any point in my cycle. So if I have like a big speaking gig, which that actually happened to me in the beginning of this month, I had to like get up on stage during like day one of my period. I was so tired. I was like, I might bomb this thing because I just don't have the energy to give. And I didn't bomb it, but it like could have definitely been better. And I didn't beat myself up about it. I was just like, all right, like this is my best today. So, and that's where I'm going with this. When you have a better understanding of like your own energy, your own nature, your own cycles and your own phases, you will be much less inclined to beat yourself up because you know that like 
there's literally nothing that you could possibly have controlled or done better. Like it was absolutely, if that's how you showed up and if that's what you gave, that was enough. So part of it is about replacing the need to control with actually the need to just trust in your enoughness, in your efforts, in your being and all of those things. And, and also just like factor in and incorporate that, like you're a woman, you're a nonlinear creature and that these ups and downs are normal. No one is on 24 seven. No one nailed every single gig. No one lands every single deal. No one like hits every offer out of the park. Like there's so much experimentation required in, in life and business. And this is where the softness comes in. If something doesn't go the way you wanted it to, that's when you get to, again, just like pause and zoom out and go, cool. What could I have done better? You know, that, that went the way it went. What can I learn and how can I do better moving forward? And that's it. Instead of beating yourself up or belaboring on what didn't go a certain way, cause you can't change it. So it's a waste of time, effort, energy, and attention. You're so, you're so right, Elizabeth. And I'm again, really, really happy that we have you on the show. You have an energy and a way of phrasing things that we haven't yet had on the rise up for you podcast. So really great to have you. I'd love to jump into the power section if that's okay with you. Yeah. Can you tell us the one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us today? Yeah. So it's a book called Awakening Shakti by Sally Kempton. And this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning of how I didn't understand my own femininity. And in this book, she just uses the Hindu goddesses of yoga to explain feminine archetypes. And it was while reading that book that I was like, oh my God, you're telling me that there's like a kind of femininity that looks like fierce warrior. That's me. <laughs> I love that. So, um, yeah, I love that. That book's probably had one of the biggest impacts on my whole life of anything I've ever read. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Um, I love, we recently hit a million downloads on our podcast and that just blows my mind. Our two, we're at the time we're recording this, we're about two, a month out from our two year anniversary. And I just like, and that's just on iTunes. Like our podcast is on all these other players and stuff too. So the idea that like over a million humans have downloaded and listened to my show is ridiculous to me. I'm very proud of that. Wonderful. And are there any routines that you have in your life that help you get a positive rise? Maybe something that you do every day or every morning? Yeah, I have a really deep, uh, I, I mean, I would consider it a prayer and meditation practice. It's just like, I take time. I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. Like I, I connect to the divine that might not resonate with everyone, but for me to just take some time to like ground into myself, say some prayers, express some appreciation for like everything that I have and everything that I'm provided with. And just, you know, the prayer I always say is use me, move me, make me a force for expansion, for love and for good. Even just like that, a couple of minutes in the morning to just hone in and start my day on like focusing on service and showing up as my best and like doing whatever I came here to do any given day really, really helps me. And is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share with us your last golden nugget for our audience? Yeah. I love that the title of your show is rise up for you. That's the title, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, what if that's, <laughs> I had a moment of being like, damn, am I right about that? Because I see a lot of people trying to rise by putting down others, mm. whether it's, you know, you know, we live in such a diverse, incredible world with so many talented and gifted people. And because people are insecure, they think that they need to like deny other people's experiences, talents, gifts, cultures, 
like how other people live their life. And so to me, the idea of like rising up for you is about as deeply as I'm willing to accept love and trust myself. I'm also really willing to just accept send love and trust that other people are also doing their best and doing what is right and best for them. And just letting go of my need to be right about how anyone else does anything or should be doing anything. That just gives me so much freedom in my life um, and so much more energy for you know my own stuff. So that's what I'd share. Thank you so much. Again, it's an honor to have you on the show. How do we stay connected? How do we support you? I know you have a book that's out there. Where can we get that? Yeah. So the main hub for all of our content stuff is at untameyourself.com. It's where the podcast lives. It's where you can find the book. I'm also on all the social medias at Liz D'Alto. So Instagram or Facebook, you can find me at Liz D'Alto. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm everywhere. It's not hard to find. The book is on Amazon. The podcast is on iTunes. And if you just type in D'Alto, I mean, there's not that many D'Altos, which is kind of cool and convenient for me. So you can find me just about anywhere you might want to look. Wonderful. Thank you again. Thank you. Well, that is the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us today here at the Rise Up For You podcast. Please don't forget to visit our website at www.riseupforyou.com. We have a ton of free resources just for you, webinars, articles, a ton of podcasts, toolkits, and workbooks just to help you get to the next step professionally and personally. We are empowering women globally, and we want you to live your best life. Also, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, anywhere there's social media, Rise Up For You is there at Rise Up For You. We look forward to having you join us next time. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. 